0: Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode four, and we are going to be talking about... It's actually going to be a three-part series, but we're going to be talking about three requirements that are absolute for discipleship growth. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, and you are serious about following Him, and being obedient to Him, then you have to take into consideration your relationship with the Bible, with your prayer life, and with the church body that God has planted you in. So we're going to start this with the Bible because it's important. I, I want to say that it is the utmost important thing in a disciple's life. Uh, in the short of catechism, question three, they ask, what does the Bible primarily teach? The answer is the Bible primarily teaches what man must believe about God and what God requires of man. And so, out of the Bible, you're going to get theology. And call it doctrine, whatever however you want to label it. But truth matters. So doctrine, theology, it matters. Like we have to orient our lives with truth. Meaning, um, uh, you know, you could totally be about action, loving, and doing But if it's not guided and and filtered through god's word and what god has said about himself and about what he requires of us then there's a disconnect and it's not going to honor god so i wanted at least in this episode i really wanted to give um, talk about my own heart and my own convictions in regards to the things that i have uh gotten from the bible and what you know i i would say what god baked into my salvation I mean, when, when God had saved me, um, I had no clue um, before that that Jesus was God. I, I just didn't. You know, if you would have asked me who was God, I would have, I would have thought, well, he, he died on the cross or, you know, he, he came to save people. Um, but I, I wouldn't have given him the ultimate authority of being God. So, um, and it was through um talking with other Christians who were more mature and reading the Bible that I started understanding who God was and, 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 and just uh, uh, his, his characteristics, His attributes, and what, what that had in relation to me as a child of God. And, and on this end, I would say as a child of God, I'm referring to somebody that God saves. Um, you know, all of mankind is not a child of God. Um, you know, there's people out there who think that anyone that's created is a a child of God, and the Bible doesn't uh, affirm that. Uh, The Bible says that those that He saves, those that He adopts into Jesus Christ, are His children. Um, Otherwise, you're just a a creature, and He is the Creator. But one of the things that I think we got to get deep into our bones is that the Holy Bible is God's source. He gave it to us. He spoke it through the Holy Spirit. Yes, He used humans to write it, but it's from Him. And so it has an absolute authority in our lives. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 is a favorite verse of mine. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Awesome. Like that is like yeah, let's get dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's open the Bible. Let's read about it because not only is it profitable for our souls, um, it's profitable for, for teaching, uh, for reproof, for correction, for training. And it, it actually it, it equips us and completes us for the works that God has saved us to. So the Bible is our source for wisdom in this life. And it's prepping us for glory. Um, not only for this life, uh, because I, I do believe that Uh, More than just waiting for glory in heaven, there is a way to demonstrate God's glory in our lives right now here on earth. It's not going to be complete, but it is a glory, and he should get glory for the way that we're living our lives. And the only way that we're going to know how to live our lives so that way he gets glory is through God's word. So when you think about the Bible, you have to consider that this is the ultimate authority. There is no other book that, that can touch it. You know, so, uh, it doesn't matter what book, um, God's word is the authority and we must test everything against God's word. If it, if it does not, if it cannot be filtered through God's word and come out on the other end as fully truth, then it's not, it's not of God. I, I it doesn't matter who wrote it. It doesn't matter about who told you this. Um, a good verse that I have thought about a lot in terms of testing is first John four one, which says, beloved Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Everything, we need to to be like the Bereans. We need to test everything. You know, if you got your pastor saying this, or a different elder, you know, pastor, elder, same thing. But if they're saying this, or a deacon, or just someone in your congregation, let's say at a Bible study, or Sunday school, whatever you do, life group, it doesn't matter. Like, you need to be testing what people are saying. Does God's word affirm that, or does it not? And if it doesn't, then we need to reconsider what we're saying, and and um, and maybe we're just saying it wrong, but it's not right, and we don't want to continue to say things that the Bible does not affirm. So... Um, but like I was saying in terms of the, that sort of catechism, the Bible tells us what we are to know and believe about God, and it tells us what is required of man. So it is our source for li- living this life now in a way that we can uh, please God and honor Him. So when Paul is talking about walking in a manner that's pleasing to the Lord, he's talking about living in a way that the Bible would actually support. Um, the, and the, the thing is, is we're all going to be accountable to God. And so... Um, obedience matters because if you don't have obedience, you have disobedience. And if you consider Matthew seven twenty-four through 27, it says, Everyone who then hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So basically you have two homes that are built and they're going through the same storm. And the one that's founded on the rock is solid. The storm, the troubles, the things in life, it's, it ain't coming down. It's standing up, and it's it's good. Uh, but the other house, it's not. It's it's built on lies. It's built on opinions. It's built on um, things that are not true. And maybe it doesn't look like it's going to fall right now, but at the judgment seat of Christ, it will fall. In in the end, all things will be known. Be will be made known. Those that are true and those that are false. So, regardless of how we go about it in this life. You know we can pretend or think that we're right but it and the way that we know is by testing it against god's word so consider um your obedience um consider all your roles your responsibilities things that you believe about god things that you uh, you know you you think are required from uh, from us that god requires from us like uh, does does the holy bible affirm those things because uh, I don't care what book you're reading, it, a book can affirm something that God doesn't affirm, and that doesn't that, that's not obedience. Uh, I'm talking about obedience to God and to His Son Jesus Christ. That's the obedience that we're talking about here. So that's why the Bible is important because it gives us um, knowledge, and and it and, it, and it, this knowledge leads to uh, a godly and growing life, and and you know people will you know, glorify God by, by our life as a Christian. If you're living in a way that honors God, uh, and you're letting your light shine, um, there are people out there who, whether they know, know God or not, they're, they're going to actually praise God and, and thank him for that. And so you have to consider, um, what is, what is your, what is the knowledge that you have doing in your life? What kind of impact is it having on, on, on what you do in this world? And if you consider James 1, 22 through 25, um, I, I think it will be um, hopefully encouraging to consider, like, are are you deceived um, or are you not? I mean, and this is a good test, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. Uh, For he he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So if if your knowledge, if if what you know is not leading to um, obedience, then you're deceived because an obedience is going to bring about blessing and disobedience is going to bring about cursing. And so, like, if you want to have a blessed life, well, like, you can read the Sermon on the Mount, you can read uh, James, there's all kinds of things, but obedience is the key to blessing. And the blessing that I'm talking about is just, um, is godly character is a blessing. Uh, A godly heritage is a blessing. Trying to pass things on to the next generation it is a blessing. You know, so I'm not talking necessarily monetary blessing. It could include that, but it's not necessarily focused on that. Um, so I just want to make sure that people are, are thinking about what what does it mean to be blessed by God? And does the Bible affirm that? You know, and, and not not, and not not from someone who's twisting it, but you know, reading through all of the Bible does what does all of the Bible say about that specific thing. You know, and so even considering the Bible, uh, we're really what I wanted to encourage my listeners was to, to, to consider, um, do you have a good discipline of getting God's Word in you? Uh, consistency is king here. Uh, the Word is always working on you. So when you're reading it and you're studying it and you're meditating on it, I mean, it's just going to have a way. Um, you know, and um, I want to share about a time when I was a young Christian. Um, I struggled to read the Bible daily, and sometimes I would go like four days or five days without reading, and it just, life, it was just, it was hard to be consistent in my discipleship, because I wasn't getting the Bible in me on a constant level. You know, it was just here, spotty there, spotty over there. That's not what you want. You want to be getting into the Word, uh, thinking about it, meditating on it, um, digging in, talking to your friends about it, um, you know, praying about it, uh, and all those things, because the more word, it, 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 I don't know who said it, but somebody said that, um, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. So, you know, whether you feel like it or not, it doesn't matter. Just get in the word, you know, and, and, but one of the things that I, as a young man was that I learned too, was like praying was such a help when, I, before I opened up the Bible and I would read it, I'd pray, Lord, Please help me to, to, to hear your word, help me to understand it, help me to get wisdom from your word. And after I read, I read it, I even to, to this day, I still do it. I, I pray for God to, to bless my obedience, to, to give me uh, strength and courage and boldness to actually live out the word um, as he has called me to. So um, if you don't have a good Bible reading plan, it's New Year's, boom. Uh, so maybe go to U version. There's all kinds of options for you. Um, you know, I don't know if you like listening to the Bible or reading it. I, I tend to find that um, they're both are beneficial, but. This year, I decided I'm I'm gonna just strictly read uh, because I like reading and and uh, for the last couple of years I've been listening to it and I kind of want to s- switch it up a little bit so I'm going to um, to read it. Um, another thing is you know do a Bible study with some friends or your own you know you know and, and in those Bible studies and conversations that you're having you know supplement good Bible intake. With a healthy dose of good books, I mean it could be fiction or nonfiction. They both can have a major impact on your life. Uh, I know sometimes people want to just stick with you know the the nonfiction, uh, but you know what? I've read some fiction books that just g- kind of just get into character and just seeing them lived out, and it's it's just amazing. There are a lot of good non nonfiction book, uh, no fiction books that you can read out there. And so I remember when I was a new Christian, I went to a conference with my brother and uh, it was Chip Ingram. And he had shared in this thing, like, you know, talking about, Hey, this, who wants to be a good parent or, you know, good son or whatever it is. But at the, in this whole thing, he's like, who wants to be a good Christian? And so like, I'm, I'm raising my hand. Yeah, I'm told I'm down. And you know, and he goes, if you want to be a good Christian, you need to read good books. And at that point in my life, I, I didn't like reading. But I'm like, you know, so, but I took it and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I now, man, I'm a bookworm. I love reading books. Um, Some tools that have helped me a bunch in reading and understanding the Bible. I've already talked about prayer, but prayer is a big help. Uh, dictionaries you know if you find a word or a phrase or something that you don't know or understand look it up you know find a good commentary there's all kinds of commentaries out there that you can get that are very beneficial to helping you uh, understand the word and what it means and you know and i wouldn't necessarily use the commentaries as a source of going directly uh, to it all the time but try to learn and understand yourself and to just test it you know, but be willing to do the work to get wisdom and to get insight. You know, break the word down, dig into it, you know, breathe it, eat it. Just, just find a way to get it into your life consistently and constantly. And I'll leave you with the two resources that have blessed me in uh, the Bible. One is how to read the Bible for all it is worth. Gordon D. Fee and Douglas Stewart wrote that. And the other one is Taking God at His Word by Kevin DeYoung. So if you have never read those, you know, I'd I'd encourage you to get them. But, you know, hopefully this episode will encourage you to dive in and get better at, um, you know, uh, understanding the Bible and um, and understanding what you believe and, and getting strengthened in your faith. Thank you for tuning in. Stand by to get some. And next time we'll be talking about prayer.